Last week, I shared my agreement with uh, some of the ideas that John Andrews shared in his book, Beautiful Outlaw, Experiencing at the, the Playful, Disruptive, Extravagant Personality of Jesus. And like uh, Jesus' remarkable personality, we talked about that he is playful, corny, he's fierce, he's impatient with all that is religious, he's kind, he's creative, he's, irre- yeah, he's ir- irreverent, and he's also very funny. And so last week, I concluded that I'm quoting from John's book directly that if you do not know the power of his indwelling life in you and that that life is shaping you, is shaping your personality and healing your brokenness and also enabling you to live as Christ or as Jesus did, then you have been plundered. And that was a strong point that we left with last week to encourage us to find our path and become like Christ. So today we'll be talking like last week, we talked about playfulness, beautiful at law. Part one playfulness. So today we are going to be talking about being disruptive as men. And so today I'll pick up uh, the lesson uh, from disruptiveness angle. No, and before I share my thought on Christ's invitation for us as men to be disruptor, I would like to first establish a quick basic foundation or foundational truth that I also learned from the book that that you no know, there is Christianity and then there is the church culture. And most times we get to confuse. Uh, I this too. So Andred gave such a beautiful um, a point in the book in helping us to differentiate between the two. And so when we look at it, that the personality conveyed most time through most of our Christian culture is not the personality of Christ. And so it's more about the percent of people that are in charge of the culture or of the movement. And so most times it takes that shape and people begin to accuse the church or the Christian um, uh, uh, church or movement of that oh they are not being honest or they are hypocritical so you need to differentiate that and there's the church culture and there's also the christian and there's also christianity in itself and for years you know most times we look at men and women dressed gloriously look at the high speaking bishops or the televangelists and all of their pulpit we go to the churches we see the reverend and all of the people the high standing big church in vatican and everywhere all over the world and uh, we confuse them to be Jesus. We confuse them that we take it that that's how Jesus looks like. But sorry, guys, that is not how he looks. So taking uh, uh, this question, you know, John shared, uh, John Andres shared a lot of, of it in his work. And it is always very, very important that we remember that we should not confuse that, that Christian culture uh, with Christ. And is this, we also need to always ask ourselves this question. Whenever you come in contact with the church you are going to, or you come in contact with somebody that presents themselves to oh, we are Christians. So you need to always ask yourself this question is that, is this true of the personality of God? Or this person is showing you the personality of God that is about the wind and the desert, the God of the sunshine, the open sea, the person that created this beautiful universe. So they really show something that they really shows that the acknowledging that is the one that made the beauty that we are saying. And now, so to now narrow down into the destructive nature that we, uh, that uh, we'll be speaking on today. Now, unfortunately, we so live in a generation where we're invited to always be self-conscious of everything that we do, and that you no, know, we hide the truth from people around us. Sometimes when you're around people, so no, be nice, don't say this. So sometimes when we have conversation, you know, we have this conversation as intervention. We are not so honest with people. And sometimes they confuse us with some of these things and tell us that, oh, speak the truth in love, and which is very, very good. But sometimes, in the name of speaking the truth in love, we sugarcoat things and we don't tell people the truth. And we don't, and it's causing a lot of 
uh, uh, issues. And all around us now, we have people that are full of pride, bigotry, self-righteousness, and even intellectual elitism. There are a lot of people that, that feel so proud of themselves, you know, so pompous. And you know, they cannot humble themselves. But because you are scared of telling them, and you are afraid of, of you know, of, of helping them, you don't tell them the truth. And this is, you don't want to, them to do, no? The message you like to share with them, and most times you, you, you just hide away. But being honest has a cost. And so sometimes I understand, and Andre was also sharing in the book that sometimes a lot of us don't want to miss that space that we have with them, that, that, that dinner seat. We don't want to miss that outing, those vacations we share with our friends. We don't want to miss it. But unfortunately, we don't we have to think about beyond just the warm reception that we receive for them you know that they will not invite us again or we don't get the, the, the choice we want to redeem their soul and so instead of telling our friends how selfish or self-centered they are you, know, you carry the burden of maintaining the friendship and so but for us to become disruptor we need to change that mindset among us so you don't have to always carry the burden of a relationship you know that yes they're not doing the right thing or you're afraid and you're so high that oh christ was now, sometimes we will quote first Corinthians 13 and, and use this place we say, Oh, Christ was you know, was silent as a sheep to the slaughter, but it's the same Jesus Christ that takes out the money changers from the temple. It's the same Christ that calls some people brood of vipers. <laughs> so you can see that this is someone that says, Even to this disciple, for how long will I be with you? When you cannot cast out this one. So he he was kind, he was gentle, but he also knew when to tell the people he was also a destructor. And so Jesus was 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 what? what we call like a sharpshooter he was a straight shooter you know he brings out all of that so what are we learning from from this lifestyle so i'm going to quote directly from uh john uh, uh walks the beautiful outlaw this is what john, john said john said the man shoots straight so he was referring to christ here sometimes he is playful sometimes he is fierce the next moment he is generous this is the beauty of his disruptive honesty you can count on jesus to tell you the truth in the best possible way for you to hear it so and 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 and, and that's it that's the call so you worry your, your worry might be how do i maintain my cool and so now you might be saying okay how do i say this truth in love like they usually say always jesus never spoke nonsense and every time you see him he never sugarcoat because he was a very very brutal and honest uh, fellow that you know, he has freed humanity and thank god for christ if Christ was not brutal and honest, you and I would still be under the weight of religion. You and I would still be, you know, a lot of people, we would still choose to be under the weight of religion. Despite Christ coming to free us, religion, no matter the kind of other religion you have in this world, that you operate to do that, if you don't come to believe that truth of Christ and what he teaches, you are just still under that deceptiveness that he came to free us from. So imagine that Christ did not say all of the truth he said when he was here on earth. You still be under the body, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. And you know, even despite Christ came to, to to free us, there's still a lot of oppressive culture in the church, in other religion that oppresses women, that oppresses young people, that even oppresses men. You know, that keeps us under the bondage of the so high class people, those people that high sounding spiritual uh, uh, leadership. And so, you see why we have to become destructor. So our conviction must be a matter of you know we agree. Conviction is a matter of personal opinion, but truth is a great mountain. Yes, we know every time they tell you, ah, conviction is personal. Don't say anything, but as a disruptor, yes, we agree. Conviction is personal, but truth is never personal. Truth is a great mountain that is solid, immovable. You will always see it around us. And so either you acknowledge it or not, it will still be there. And that is what Christianity is supposed to be. Christianity is not a set of conviction. It is a truth. 
it is the truth and so most and it's the most offensive thing on earth and that's a lot of people feel offended by it and so as i begin to round up my thoughts gradually on uh this book that we've been revealing since last week and what we can take away as men to look at it no and so for us to become the men after god's heart what god wants us to be we must never protect our reputation in honor of the truth and i think most times because what to protect our reputation before our friends before our family before even our colleagues and so most times we don't want to say the truth so destructiveness is calling us as men to overcome the fear of men to overcome the fear of prayer pressure to you know to overcome what we order says and what I'm, i know so a lot of women who also listening uh, to this podcast is the same message so you need to get to that but that's what destructiveness is saying that you have to overcome the fear of men the fear pressure learn from christ and andre drops off a, a reflective list know about the man jesus and which is where i'm going to be ending uh, today's podcast and our conversation on the book beautiful at law experiencing the playful destructive and extravagant personality of jesus and i will call on you too just please take some time you can come back and listen to this list again and let it spur you into action so this is just like a summary list of jesus's timeline with us and how he was indeed a disruptor and what made him so uh, a beautiful uh, at law and so one on point just imagine no imagine on the beach catching you no know, uh, the boys fishing when Christ caught them fishing also imagine just imagine Christ in the temple clearing it he was clearing the temple also imagine you no know, touching men and women with leprosy after a, a famous sermon you know he was healing them just imagine him getting infuriated by by the Pharisees when they said why was he healing on the sabbath imagine with me no on the midday where where Christ was sitting with the Samaritan woman just imagine imagine that Christ also look at him at the tomb of Lazarus look at him at the tomb of Lazarus calling back Lazarus to life also imagine where he lost his cousin John the Baptist he also experienced grief like us imagine when he was laid at the reception in Cana and what he still did there the wonderful miracle imagine him having dinner with Martha and just look at him when looking losing learning how to use a hammer and a nail because he was a carpenter he worked for, for a couple of times in his life just imagine that so imagine all those man he tricked then there was no car there was no private jet he walked with his foot around everywhere he covered his mission and now imagine him at his trial just imagine him at his trial and his torture and when he died when he resurrected also imagine him when he walked with those guys on the way to Emmaus and the bible say you no know, the faith it, it made them understand the scripture so just imagine so friends this is what me what we mean when we say jesus is a beautiful outlaw so come back again look at this list and and be inspired and be challenged to do much more like him like i said when we started last week i would really encourage you to get yourself this book and you'll be glad that you did so see you again next week we'll begin to review a new book i will not tell you Let's check up again on this channel. You see the new book that we're reviewing. But as you go, I charge you, remember, Christ was playful and he was also a disruptor. So what are you disrupting in your relationship as you go this uh, weekend? What are you disrupting in your life as you even listen to this uh, podcast? So I want to see you again. God bless you. Bye-bye.